This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Saleh and Hani Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you're all having a blessed day and your day is going well. It is a very, very special day right here in the UAE. It is the flag day and we're definitely very proud to be living in this country and celebrating all of its accomplishment. But you're listening today to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world is being brought to you right here on Pulse95. Yes, indeed, Omnia. And we're going to be talking about how the Ministry of Health and Prevention right here in the UAE has successfully performed three surgeries using robotic surgery. Yes, indeed. Robots are basically starting to cut into human beings, but don't worry, all the safety precautions are being taken as well. But remaining in the UAE, lots of accomplishments are happening amongst students because we're going to be talking about a few students who decided to create a fleet of robots and drones to detect all those who are breaking the COVID-19 precautionary rules. Yes, indeed. And if you think if you thought that we stopped talking about the <laughs> iPhone, you're in, uh, you're wrong because we are talking about the iPhone 12 Pro and how it lets people who are blind see others around them. Now, we've been seeing a lot of things come out of Apple, especially when uh, accessibility-wise and people with uh, disabilities and how Apple is trying to cater around that uh, the phenomenon absolutely but you know who else is trying to cater around the phenomena it's facebook because they are also trying to create people of determination friendly ar glasses that will help deaf people hear a lot better yes indeed and we're talking about japan ladies and gentlemen and zozo how they've unveiled a new and improved zozo suit which is an original bodysuit which allowed users to upload their me- measurements and ordered custom-made clothes, which is very important to when you're <laughs> online shopping. I mean, yes. I've online shopped a couple of times, ladies and gentlemen, and I had a shirt too small for me. <laughs> Let us know what are your funny stories with ordering online. But lots and lots is going to be in store right here on Future Talk. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Bits and bytes do connect our world, ladies and gentlemen. And we're talking about today a very interesting story. And we're going to be talking about how UAE schools and pupils do aim to develop a fleet of robots and drones to detect COVID-19 rule breakers. Now, a pair of enterprising UAE teenagers are aiming to build a fleet of cutting-edge robots and drones to catch out COVID-19 rule breakers who are failing to wear masks in public places. Now, that is a pet peeve of mine, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I get so frustrated when I'm in the mall or I'm in a public area and I see someone not wearing a mask. I hate people who are chin wearers. That's the one that I, pisses I, me off the I, most. I mean, chin wearers, in a way, are a little bit more respectful. What are you covering, though? I mean, Your chin? <laughs> at least they're trying. I guess you can say that they can put it up if they're yeah. around someone. But I see people blatantly not even putting a mask on. Mm. And and it's not like they're children. I've seen a lot of, um, especially older women, by the way. Older women, older women. There's a lot of older women that don't put 
Okay, that's not. Let's not I, I, that's blame what, that, everyone. I'm not blaming everyone. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying. I'm just saying that my experience in general mm. is I've seen a lot of older women not put on the mask at all, I especially think, in malls. Yeah, and I think everyone should be uh, sticking by all the precautionary measures because they're in place for us, not for anyone else. We shouldn't be abiding by them just to avoid the fine. But two students named Luay Alani and Muhammad Yalouh, who are both 18 and 15 years old, are the co-founders of a research development project called WAND. Now, what the main aim behind WAND is to basically create artificial intelligence solutions to try and fight the COVID-19 pandemic. So both students have actually dedicated all of their time outside of their school studies to try and create this in- initiative so that they can limit the spread of the coronavirus. Uh, both of them are actually working on a 3D model of a robot that can basically be able to catch anyone who is not abiding by the precautionary measures. Yes, and the duo have actually dedicated their free time outside of the school studies to drive forward the bold initiative in a bid to limit the spread of coronavirus. Now, what they did need is a crucial backing from universities and authorities to turn their dreams into a reality, as well as the support of another like-minded youngster with a passion for advancing technology. Now, they have already made a 3D model of the robot, but they do kind of require additional help to produce the robots and carry out further experiments. Now, these robots are basically going to be able to detect people who are not wearing their face mask or those who are not following the social distancing regulations. So the robots will have sterilizing technology attached right to them and they'll also be accompanied by drones so these drones can also do other jobs apart from catching who is not following or people who are not following uh, the COVID-19 precautionary measures so they'll actually be able to uh, do fire control if a fire happens and at any point and they can also deliver uh, first aid kits. Yes, and the robots will actually be equipped with sterilizing technology and could, just like you said, Omnia, even give a first aid kit. So, I mean, it kind of looks like an all-in-one type of thing. It's very similar to what we have seen right yeah. here in Sharjah, right? Yes, now police in Dubai and Sharjah have deployed drones which were equipped with loudspeakers and cameras to ensure members of the public to comply with safety measures in the earlier stages of the pandemic. I have witnessed one of the drones personally <laughs> near my house at the Sharjah Buhaira Cornish in the Majaz area. Now, I've seen the drones. They look pretty cool. And a lot. the, the, the pictures were actually circulating online yeah. on the first or second day of the lockdown, the nationwide lockdown. And we we're seeing those drones sterilizing and doing a lot of things. But um, I think it's a great initiative from the UAE and from these kids. Yes, indeed. Now, these robots uh, are actually going to be first starting t- or they're going to first be deployed in residential areas. But then these students are planning to move them into public transport and public areas as well. But accomplishments right here in the UAE are continuing on Future Talk because we're going to be talking about the Ministry of Health and Prevention because it has successfully performed three surgeries using robots. Yes, and it was in cooperation with Al Qasimi Hospital right here in Sharjah and has successfully performed three operations for a uterine prolapse using the Da Vinci Robotics Surgical System. Now, the UAE's first-of-its-kind achievement does underpin the success of the robotic surgery program in gynecology, which was developed by the Ministry of Health, which has become the first entity to implement and develop such a program at the state level, which is part of an integrated framework to promote robotic surgery in several medical specialties. Yes, indeed. Now, this is not the first time that we've seen robotic surgery successfully become performed right here in the UAE. Earlier this year, I think, or a little bit, uh, or... 
uh, earlier last year, we've seen heart surgeries actually being done by robots. But these surgeries, the three operations were actually performed using robotic arms and they were connected to a 3D laparoscopy machine. So the surgery was actually completely painless if you're worried about the patients. It was done through a very, very small opening, which is one of the perks of using robotic arms to conduct such surgeries. And the patients were able to go home within 24 hours without any complications and with very minimal pain compared to what you would see with traditional surgeries. Yes, and His Excellency Abdurrahman bin Mohammed Al-Awais, who is the Minister of Health and Prevention, did stress that the ministry has always been protective in harnessing the latest robots to conduct these type of surgeries and that the, he is doing or the ministry is doing this utmost redoable its achievements in the AI uh, field. So we can see that AI is being used not only with uh, normal day-to-day technology, but even to the extent of the medical field as well. And I'm blessed to be part uh, right here in the UAE to witness this type of uh, initiative. Absolutely. Now, looking at the accomplishments of using artificial intelligence in the field of robotic surgeries right here in the UAE, we've seen a total of 126 robotic surgeries successfully carried out between the years of 2019 up until today. And that's not where where it stops because we've also seen about 130 clinical consultations in six different specialties being done by using robots as well. So the UAE is definitely working on mm. deploying artificial intelligence, but also teaching scientists and teaching uh, Emirati doctors and training them mm-hmm. on how to deal with these robots so that they can both work as one team in trying to help and provide the best care for any patient. Yes, and it's in line with the UAE strategy for artificial intelligence and UAE Sentinel 2071. So it's all just one big move for the future and we always do plan for the future. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215 or go to our Instagram at Pulse95Radio on Instagram and tell us would you like a robot to perform <laughs> surgery on you, would you or would you it? trust a human more? 4215, we're taking a short break, but when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the iPhone that can let blind people see. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Hidden features in the iPhone 12 Pro only keep coming, but this feature that we're talking about today is mainly aimed towards people of determination who suffer from visual disabilities. But in my opinion, it could also be used in the age of coronavirus to make sure that people are social distancing because the feature that iPhone 12 is offering is called a people detection feature. So it can basically alert anyone with an iPhone 12 Pro or an iPhone 12 Pro Max and even iPad Pro users on how close to other people they are. Yes, and it has a new feature for users who are blind or low vision, which uh, gives you the ability to essentially see other people coming. Now, the device does make use of the new LiDAR sensor on the back of the phones to detect how close other people are to the user. Now, something Apple has named People Detection. Mm. Now, LiDAR is a type of depth sensor that does help with augmented reality apps and does serve as the eyes of self-driving cars as well. This technology is being used in self-driving cars as well, and now we're having it on the back of the new iPhone 12 Pros. Now, Apple is applying it to accessibility in an effort to help people who have vision problems better navigate 
the world around them. So this is basically giving people of determination their independence back and their sense of normalcy. Because when someone who is blind uh, or someone who is blind is actually grocery shopping, for instance, they'll be able to turn on that people detection feature on their iPhone 12 Pro to let them know exactly when they need to move up in the checkout line. They may be standing in line, the person in front of them just finished, but they have no idea because let's say the person didn't make a loud noise or they didn't acknowledge that. Or another example would be, let's say someone is walking down a sidewalk, they'll actually be able to get alerts on how close other people are to them as they pass them by. So not only is it helping them navigate around the world, but it's also helping them maintain social distance in a way or another. Yes, the people detection will be able to tell the person's distance from the user in feet or even in meters. And it does up work up to 15 feet or 5 meters away. Now, anyone in the iPhone 12 Pro's wide-angle camera view can be detected by the feature. But if there are multiple people nearby, people with detection will give the distance from the one closest to the iPhone user. So if there's three or four people in that camera frame, the closest one will be detected. Now, the technology will be available as part of iOS 14.2, which will be coming over the coming weeks. Now, Apple did release a beta version of the software for developers only a couple of days ago. Now, uh, I mean, it's very important to have this type of feature, especially when we do know a lot of people and uh, a lot of people who have low vision or blind use phones. And uh, Apple has been catering to their disabilities in many, many ways with their accessibility features. Whether it's a voice to text, a text to voice commands, or it was, uh, I think there was a text prediction. Yes. And there, there's a lot of things that Apple has been doing, and this is just another one adding to the arsenal. Exactly. And whenever we're thinking of having any form of technology help out people of determination, I think the number one aspect to have in mind is not to make them stand out. People of determination want to blend in, but they also want to regain that sense of independence. And with people who have uh, visual disabilities, they want to be able to walk around their environment without necessarily feeling like they are different from those around them. So with this feature, the people detection feature on the iPhone 12 Pro, iPhone 12 Pro Max, as well as iPad Pros, people will actually be able to do that in one tap. And uh, another great feature about it is people who are blind or have low vision, let's say they are at the airport and they still want to maintain all the social distancing rules, they'll be able to calculate the distance that they have with the people right in front of them by using a sensor as this. The sensor won't make any loud noises. They'll only basically be communicating with the phone mm -hmm. in hand. Let us know your thoughts. Do you have or do you know any person or people of determination around you who do struggle with visual disabilities? And do you think a feature like this launched on a very usual device, the iPhone 12, your own smartphone, would help them navigate throughout their environment at a much better pace. Yes, now people detection actually won't work on older iPhones. We did just say that only the iPhone 12 Pro and the Pro Max, but just to clarify, the, even the iPhone 12, 12 mini, or even the new iPad Air will not be equipped with these LiDAR, LiDAR sensors. Mm. Now, uh, it's very important to have those scanners because those are the things that will be detecting the people and the surroundings around you. Now, I personally did not know that the literal scanning was being embedded into the iPhone mm. until recently. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215 door slot or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. We're going to be taking a short break, ladies and gentlemen. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about the bodysuit that allows us to upload our measurements and order custom-made clothes. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. 
Check this out. Check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, across the world, we're talking about a bodysuit <laughs> that allows its users to upload their measurements and order custom-made clothes. Now, this is a big issue in the e-commerce industry, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we know with the COVID-19 pandemic coming around, a lot of people have resorted to ordering clothes and ordering a lot of things online. Me being one of them, I've ordered a lot of clothes online. And a lot of the times, those clothes are a little bit too small <laughs> or too big. But with this bodysuit that Japan, Japan Zozo calls it the Zozo Suit 2, which uh, basically gives you your measurements so anything you order is going to become in a perfect fit. Yes, indeed. Now, especially, I think, we're not going to be uh, discriminatory, but especially women, I think, we depend a lot on custom-made clothes, especially for big occasions. Um, it is what we tend to do. We will go to a tailor and have our measurements taken and get our favorite dresses made. But what do you do in the age of coronavirus when you don't want to do close social contact? This is where Zozo's bodysuit comes into use. Zozo Suit 2 is basically going to be able to take all of your measurements, scan it with a smartphone, and have all of your measurements be available on that phone. So anytime you want to order custom-made clothes, or even if you're shopping online, just like Hani mentioned, you'll be able to know exactly how you want the piece to fit. Yes, now the original uh, suit w w was could be scanned when you had a smartphone and did allow users to upload their measurements in order to custom-made clothes. Yeah. It did receive a lot of interest, but it did fail to drive sales amid complaints of poor sizing. So mm. in the first uh, prototype or the first version of this bodysuit, uh, the measurements weren't as picture-perfect as mm. a lot of people expected it to be. But Zozo came back with the Zozo Suit 2 skin-tight suit which has 50 times more markers mm. and does offer the higher resolution scans, which do need to recommend items like sportswear and even undergarments. So obviously this does everything and especially it's skin tight. Mm. Now the first suit wasn't skin tight. Mm. Now this is skin tight and has more sensors to the suit. Thus, you're getting that perfect, that picture perfect uh, clothes on. Yes, indeed. So the amount of markers has actually increased. Uh, just like you mentioned, Hani, the suit has 50 times more markers and the tightness of the suit definitely ensures that you are getting the piece fit and very custom to how your body shape is. But one of the biggest reasons why uh, the Japan company Zozo decided to create such a bodysuit is to make sure that e-commerce does not have any downfalls. One of the biggest downfalls of e-commerce would be return rates, how much time it takes for you to return the piece, get the second replacement, exchanging sizes, a lot of companies and a lot of websites may not even offer you an uh, easy return without paying an extra fee. So with a suit like this, you'll also be able to ensure that whatever you're going to be buying online will definitely fit your body. You shared with us uh, one experience where you actually ordered a shirt that was too small. Yes, Omnia, I've ordered... Uh I, I kind of did. I made a dumb move, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Uh, I liked the way the shirt looked, and okay. I ordered uh, like three shirts from that website. Four shirts. Did you take the measurements of your body, uh, or no? I kind of did with okay. just a measuring tape, but yeah. apparently it wasn't uh, accurate. Accurate because the shirt was a little bit too tight, and uh, the shirt would, would go up to my belly button. Oh God, that's so like, it looked like oh, I was shopping I, gone wrong. It looked like I was wearing a crop top, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but let me tell you, my biceps were popping. 
but uh, I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> and unfortunately, I could not return the items because uh, there was a delay in delivery because we do know that the COVID-19 pandemic was going around. Yeah. So I kind of missed my window for return. So I did waste around 130, 140 dollars. Oh, God. Yes, but uh, I mean, nothing wasted. I did give it to charity. And uh, maybe some fourth grader can wear the shirt that was supposed to be made for me. Well, I mean, this is exactly why I on, I would only order from places that I know would have fast return rates and also ones that I don't have to pay to exchange yeah, well, my item. Well, Omnia, when you're bored and uh, you need new clothes and there's not much to do during the lockdown and uh, you saw a nice shirt that you like. <laughs> you just do it. You, you go ju- for you it. You just do it. I mean, and uh, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, never again. Never again. Share with us your interesting and funny horror stories when it comes to ordering <laughs> things online. Now, uh, I think I have the problem with tight shirts, mm. but uh, a lot of people have problem with too big of shirts, too I big of ta- pants. And let me tell you, Omnia, speaking about small things, yeah, I actually ordered shorts that were a little bit too small on me. <laughs> and by too small, ladies and gentlemen, I mean that it was going up to my thighs. And uh, I, that was kind of, I was done from there on then. That's I it. Was no done. more online shopping for clothes, at but least. Surprisingly, Omnia. Yeah. Now, see, I have a problem with my foot. Yesterday, we talked about my feet again. Yeah. I have, yeah, we t- talked about my feet <laughs> twice a row, in a row, in a two yes. days. Now, I told you I have wide foot. Don't yeah. tell me ordered shoes that were too I, small. I, had, I have wide foot, Omnia, and uh, I have to order shoes. I have to buy shoes One from the store. Bigger. From from the store, I have to order shoes from the store. Mm. I mean, I have to go and buy shoes from the store, and it has to be perfect on me, mm. or else I won't buy it. I have to walk in it for like five to ten minutes, yeah. and 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 the salesman's like, "Come on, dude, just get it. Do you like it or not?" <laughs> and I have to walk around, jog around in a little bit because yeah. if it, it, it can get very uncomfortable after that. Yeah. But surprisingly, on me, I went and I ordered uh, a shoe that I know from the fact that Nike it does fit me. I checked the size on the shoe that I have on right now mm. at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ordered that same pair of shoe that I wanted. Mm. And uh, it worked out great. It worked out. It worked out great. Well, the first at, least, time. at least there is one positive experience. Yes, with but but it was supposed to have shopping. a buy one, get one free offer. I did not get the other one free. <laughs> free. I didn't even get the other one. Oh, God. So I only got one pair of shoes. Well, they finessed me. <laughs> They did. There was it was an offer. I only bought it because it was an offer. I mean, at least you got the shoe size right. I got the Let's shoe size right, but I was supposed here. to get two pairs of shoes, not one. That's they that's, fin- they finessed me. Are you sure you didn't just not copy the code right? No, no, they finessed me. They told me the pair that I wanted was no longer in stock, and they would refund me. And then they said, "Okay, what? Well, you're not getting refunded. That means you'll get free pairs of shoes." So they're like, "Just pay for the one shoe." Oh God! And at that time, I was like, "You know what? Leave me alone." <laughs> Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215.slots or on Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Let us know your online shopping horror stories. We're going to be taking a short break, ladies and gentlemen. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the glasses that can help deaf people hear. This is Pulse95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Today is all about talking about tech that has to help or that has to do with helping people of determination navigate easily in the environment that they are living in. But this gadget of today is coming from an app, funny enough, and that app is a social media platform that many people use. But oh no, actually, you know what? I have a I have a very interesting fact to tell you about Facebook. So the gadget of today is an AR pair of glasses that Facebook is developing to help deaf people hear better. But did you know that about 
200 million people deactivated their Facebook account during the coronavirus pandemic, the lockdown. I was one of them. I know. And when I when I heard about this statistic, I was like, well, this explains why one of the people was Hani. I mean, or uh, we're Hani. I don't think uh, people deactivating their Facebook accounts hurts Facebook as a company. Oh, they do. It does. Uh, as as people, it just shows that less people are work are planning to use it. I mean, Instagram, clicks, Instagram, Instagram is booming anyways. Instagram is it booming, is. and Instagram is not going anywhere. And uh, the young, the small, the big, the old, everyone uses Instagram. <laughs> I can tell you that. But could these glasses though make their revenue a bit larger? I be, I, be, I believe at this at some point in time, uh, mm. Facebook kind of uh, derailed from trying to make things that make them money. Yeah, but instead uh, do things to kind of put them on that pedal stool of of an immersive and uh, of an in- initiative company. Yeah. As we do know, we do see we have to look at the competition. We see Amazon doing a lot of good things. We see Apple doing a lot of th- good things. We see Google doing a lot of b- big things. And as those we can call them the big four tech companies. Mm. I mean, you can't just be hey, I, I make social networks. <laughs> I buy social networks. You, can't, you have to do something and give back. To the community, but I know for a fact that they're also making revenue through this. Of course, they're so gonna, it's just of a different. Make it's just a different it. form of revenue. Instead of getting it through clicks, they're planning to get it through AR glasses. Yes, indeed. Now let's talk about these uh, AR glasses that are going to help deaf people hear better. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right. Glasses that will help deaf people hear better. Now, Facebook did start a mission to help people connect and communicate with one another. Now, this is why it might seem off mission to tackle this project, but it does actually fit perfectly into the company's core competencies. Now, the problem Facebook has been trying to tackle is how to improve audio pickup for individuals in noisy environments. Although many people with hearing loss do depend on on its severity to find it impossible to hear and interact with one another in situations like quiet locations, noisy environments like, uh, let's say, social gatherings, for example. But it can be a whole lot tougher than what the normal brain you and I would think of it. Now, with that in mind, Facebook has been exploring how it can combine beam forming technology, deep learning, noise cancellation, and perhaps the most surprising one of them all, AR, augmented reality, to improve this situation. Yes, indeed. Now, Facebook scientists have been exploring how augmented reality glasses would help people determine which sounds they want to amplify simply by looking at it. And this is where the factor of augmented reality comes in handy, apart from just using it in video games. Mm. So let's say someone wearing these augmented reality glasses, if they did not hear or if I was struggling, let's say, with uh, hearing disabilities, if I couldn't hear Hani well, all I'll have to do is look straight at Hani with my AR glasses and then the glasses would actually realize that I can't hear Hani's voice clearly. So it would amplify Hani's voice and basically carry out noise cancellation to the surrounding environment. So this will definitely help every person and every people of uh, person of determination dial up or dial down the sound channels that they want to amplify or reduce. Now, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. this is the first time I ever heard this word. What? Facebook scientists. I never knew that <laughs> Facebook had scientists, ladies and gentlemen. There I, are Facebook journalists I, I, as well. I, I mean, I mean, if you would think about it, let's talk about. Let's go back to. We're in 2020 right now, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Let's go back to 2009. Mm-hmm. If you told me, hey, my dream one day is not to become any scientist, but a Facebook, but scientist. a Facebook scientist. So it just goes to show how far Facebook has gone in yes. terms of innovation and trying to be uh, that kind of. Uh, 
a leading form factor when it does come to technology and leading technology because obviously we have a lot of competitors in the technology business. We've got Google, Apple, Facebook, yes. uh, what's it called, the other one? WhatsApp, Amazon, Instagram, Amazon. you name it. Amazon, they're all the big four companies. I like to call them the big four. Mm. The big four companies that do uh, kind of compete with one another, but they do kind of join one another as well as we have seen in the pandemic. But ladies and gentlemen, it's time. It's time. But before we go to the time, let me tell you, if you were surprised by having Facebook scientists, what about I tell you there are Facebook, uh, what are what they called? Testing rats? What? They're trial trial rats, trial rats, trial bunnies, whatever you want to call them. They actually turned their entire workspace into basically a trial environment for these AR glasses. So mm. you had all of their employees. Some of them were just hired to test out these glasses, mm. testing them out, seeing how they fit, mm. how efficient they are. And who knows? Soon enough, we may actually see on the market Facebook augmented reality glasses for people of determination. Now, I wonder if you can get them prescribed as well. Ooh, that would, uh, be, a good that would one. be interesting. Let us know your guys' thoughts 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95 Radio. But tomorrow, ladies yes. and gentlemen, is the Sharjah International Book Fair. The only book fair that makes me spend all my <laughs> money on books, ladies and gentlemen. Now, it will be happening from November 4th all the way to November 14th. And we have our own very own booth at the Sharjah International Book Fair with Aisha Mazmi, Ali Al-Hazmi, and Ahmed Dawood from the Morning Majlis. So it's going to be a very jam-packed show. It's going to be from 10 to 11 a.m. Every single day from the 4th of November up until the 14th. You can count on all three of them to give you the latest on what is happening at the Sharjah yes. International Book Fair. But they'll also be carrying out interviews with some of the world's best and most renowned authors, mm. influencers, one of them being Prince EA. Yes, we're very excited about that, ladies and gentlemen. And if you want to go, you have you do have to reg- register at the Sharjah International Book Fair website. It is going to be at the Expo Center in Sharjah. I myself, unfortunately, haven't registered yet. Not yet? Not yet. You I will be registering because uh, I got to spend my money on books that I won't read until I have the time for it. But I let love, us know. Yeah, and I love how they are still following all the precautionary measures. Of so course, it's of absolutely course. safe. No one can enter if they haven't registered on the website. So there is a limited number. Make yes. sure you go ahead. Safety is number one. Yes, and make sure you go ahead and register so that you can as well catch a seat and get to see our three presenters uh, at the Pulse95 booth. Yes, indeed. But now it is time for us, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> to jump on our spaceship and yes. go all the way to... I don't want to go to Mars today. What's I want to go, go to another planet. I want to go to Jupiter. Oh, God. Jupiter. <laughs> so we're going to go to Jupiter, Omni and I, and we're going to leave uh, Mother Earth for Aisha Mazmi and Makir Atliya with Afternoon Karak. Keep Pulse95 locked, and we'll see you tomorrow. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.